0: Hello, everyone. I just wanted to give a quick little note at the beginning of this episode to let you know that we had a little recording issue. So my mic was not actually plugged in, hence the kind of echoey audio quality. So hopefully that's not too annoying for you all. Thanks for sticking around with us anyway. Um, Also, I do later on spend quite a bit of this episode talking about how the studio responsible for a lot of these amazing claymation films was Ardman. And while Ardman is a very talented claymation animation studio, it is actually the Laika studio that is responsible for movies like Kubo and the Two Strings, Box Trolls, etc. So just want to say that up at the top, because for me, it's hard to listen to myself be that wrong for that long. So anyway, here's the episode. Bye.
1: Watch that scene the way I did which was expecting him to fall in love with the corpse bride Mm -hmm. because at that point I still thought that's what was gonna happen um I was like oh why isn't he more excited (laughs) look it's his future wife hooray (laughs) he should
0: be stoked about this
1: Well, hi, Lillian. Hi, Pepper. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm very cozy in my very chilly house, which is fun. We're also doing, we usually record during the day. Mm -hmm. um, And technically, it's still during the day, but it's very, like, dark outside where I'm living. Mm -hmm. And that feels very apropos for our thing today.
0: Oh, for our, our
1: spooky episode, our spooky
0: palette cleanser. What are we talking? About? So, uh, so big spook for our palette <laughs> cleanser. <laughs> so, uh, we did a poll and we put out a couple of options, and you guys chose Tim Burton's Corpse Bride. So, you chose it loud, and you chose it often, and you chose it on every channel. <laughs> amazing, cool. I'm. So, I wonder
1: why that was the most popular one. Maybe people are like me, very nostalgic for that movie. Van Helsing was a was a second by a bit of a distance um Mm -hmm. but yeah i think people people really wanted us to um watch corpse bride which fun
0: yeah which apart from it being um like a period piece movie which is our kind of forte Mm -hmm. um and it also just being spooky so it lines up with the holiday of this month Mm -hmm. um It also, I've made a joke about this before, and I even made a meme about it, which we will reshare when this goes live. But there's a lot of, like, kind of interesting Jane Eyre comparisons Mm -hmm. to be made. (laughs) So maybe that's why the fans were like, oh, yeah, it's just, like, Jane and Bertha.
1: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, I was very sleepy while watching this, so I did not take very many notes. I remembered late last night that I had to watch it. But what I, I also had never seen it before. Mm -hmm. Um, So this came out in 2005. Mm -hmm. Um, So we were nine. We were in fifth grade. And my fun fact for this movie, I actually
0: have a bunch of fun facts for this movie. But this was the first movie that I saw by myself in a theater, like without parent supervision or friends. Like I just went to see this movie alone. And it was a big deal that I got to go see it by myself.
1: That's so nuts. I don't know. I'm trying to think. I definitely didn't go to movies by myself ever as a kid. Mm -hmm. Um, And even as an adult, I don't think I've gone to movies alone often. Although I do recommend it. It's a very fun experience to take yourself to a movie. It is. Um, But this movie was uh, just way too spooky for a child (laughs) Lillian. There was no. no way.
0: Definitely, no Chida one Lolo was letting me watch spooked. this. <laughs> I felt so like cool. I was like, "Ooh, I'm <laughs> going to see Corpse Bride all by myself, But I'm not <laughs> even afraid."
1: <laughs> Where I, on the other hand, was still a little worried about watching it last night when it was late, and then was like, Cute. "Oh, this is actually fun!"
0: <laughs> Yay! Oh, good. That was going to be the thing that I was like most curious about is is this family friendly enough that Lillian would like it or is it too Tim Burton that it would still give her the ooks and she would say
1: look I get it but it's not for me (laughs) I'm gonna save my first thoughts for after because some people are listening to this going paper Lillian we come to you for the source material we want to understand (laughs) what Tim Burton's uh corpse ride is about and how will we know that if you don't do a recap of it Ooh, So it's my turn. Thank God it's your turn, because I would not <laughs> recap this well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm ready whenever you're ready with the timer. I've got the timer up.
0: Okay, so um, Corpse Bride is the story of Victor and Victoria. They are the children of two significant families in this village, and they are going to be married. Um, Victor's family is like new money, and Victoria's family is like old, uh, high class, like lords, and have that stature. So that's why these families want to come together. Her parents need money. The other parents want to be elevated in society. And the two kids are just thrust together to like make this work. Luckily, they both have a crush on each other, and they it's like love at first sight as soon as they meet. But he's really nervous and awkward, and so he keeps messing up with the, the rehearsal. So he goes off into the woods to try and practice and get better at proposing or doing the like actual wedding ceremony. And in in practicing he ends up proposing to a twig which turns out to actually be a skeleton hand of a dead woman buried in the forest she comes out of the ground and says sweet i'll marry you sounds great and he's like oh no gets dragged down to the underworld uh finds himself kind of trapped there and he's like well i gotta get out of this because i really like victoria and i want to get back to her and actually do our wedding so he cons his new bride emily and into going up to the world above to go visit his parents. And when they get up there, he ditches her and he goes to Victoria and he's all like, hey, sweet, we're going to be together. It's going to be great. Uh, Emily finds out that he's playing a trick on her and trying to run away. So she grabs him and drags him back down. And she's like, you're an asshole. What the hell, man? I thought we were like happily married. And he's like, no, I don't want to be with you. I like this other person. And this is whole deal. There's an evil guy who shows up in town. He like inserts himself on the wedding party. And then when it seems Victor's gone for good, he's like, oh, I'll marry your daughter. I'll shower her in riches. And so the family's like, sweet, Vic- uh, Victoria's going to marry him. It, a whole bunch of stuff happens. When Victor finds out that, em- that Victoria is getting married to somebody else, he's like, I guess I'll be with Emily because she's a really nice person and she deserves this. So they go to the land above once again to have a wedding. Um, Victoria is married to the bad guy. And then um, when the ghosts and ghouls and dead people come up, they ruin the party and they go to the church. And she is like, oh no, like the guy that I love is gonna marry this corpse for real. But then uh, Emily is like, nope, you guys should actually be together. Like I can't stand the way of that. And the bad guy reveals that he was the one who killed Emily in the first place. Uh, And then they have a cool little sword fight. And then um, the bad guy poisons himself by accident. He's dead. So all the corpses get to beat him up forever. Uh, And then Emily's soul is released because she's at peace. And then Victor and Victoria get to be together at the end.
1: Yay. Um, That was two minutes and 30 seconds. Long. (laughs) But I wanted to get all the deets in. It was super helpful because I was confused for enough of the movie that I didn't always follow what was happening with the plot. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times there's a lot of little details in this that if you're not following what's happening, it's easy to get very lost for a long time. Yeah, Um, And then it took till the very end for me to be like, oh, okay, (laughs) that's what
0: that was about. So one of my questions for you was going to be um did you see it coming that Lord Barkus was the guy who murdered Emily? But I weirdly did
1: see that coming. Okay, cool. It was the way the way he moved and the hair and all that stuff. And I also felt like they had to have some sort of closure for that. I was like it, the end of this movie is not going to be <laughs> that he kills himself for the corpse ride. Like, the end of the movie is going to be these two cuties being together. Like, if it's not that, this is a dumb movie and people wouldn't love it that much. Exactly. Um, I will say, I think this was a good, like, objectively a good movie. Mm -hmm. Not for me. That's okay. Not my favorite. It it doesn't seem like your vibe, but I'm glad
0: that you watched it for our fans and for my sake. Yeah, I did. (laughs) I also...
1: There's a, I think I enjoyed it more watching it the way that we watch it for the show where Mm -hmm. I'm not watching it for, I'm not watching it just for my own, like, oh, I want to watch a movie and I'll enjoy it. I was watching it for like, what is the way that I would comment on this? What's the thing that's interesting about it? And for me, pretty quickly, I had to put the plot aside. The plot was not going to be the thing that I was going to enjoy or have good commentary on for this, but the art was absolutely like, that's the thing that makes this incredible. Yeah. Um, And so so I think it was fun to watch it with that lens on, which is not a lens I usually have on while I'm watching something.
0: Totally. Um, And to like, talk about that. So this movie is claymation. It's stop motion animation Um, which if most of you I'm sure know this already, but for those who don't, um, it's where essentially you pose a little figure, you take a picture, you move them a fraction of an inch, you take another picture, you move them a fraction of an inch, you put those pictures together like a motion picture, and then the inanimate object has animation and it moves. It's a very time-consuming process. Um, It's incredible to me that studios like Aardman are still making stop-motion animation because it takes so long to do, where now every big studio is like, okay, what is the thing that we can do the cheapest and the fastest and the easiest that like people will go and pay and see? Um, but this is Claymation. I don't think it was Aardman. It might have had like similar artists, but it, I didn't see Ardman listed in the opening credits. Um, but fun fact about that, if I can also share real quick, yeah, because this do. is what we're here for um so Aardman is the studio that is most well known nowadays for making all of the like popular western claymation stop motion animation movies so if you've seen um uh I guess like the box trolls which is a weird one to start with um or Paranorman or um uh Kubo and the two strings like all of these claymation things Aardman is the one doing it and I saw a thing recently that's like hey do you wonder why Ardman is still able to make these movies, even though they don't make a big profit and a lot of studios would have canned them years ago? It's because apparently the son of the man who owns Nike, he owns Ardman, and he has an unlimited cash flow and this is his passion. So he's like, as long as Nike continues to make money, I can keep making my claymation movies. So That's so awesome. Yeah. So that studio is secure right now. It will not
1: be taken down by corporate cynicism. That's incredible. Um, yeah, your shoe purchases go to this art. Now you get to feel better about that. Exactly. Or for me, primarily sweatpants. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think that's that's great. I didn't look up history of claymation, but I did look up – as soon as I, re- I was watching this going – this looks like claymation. Did they do this? Is this like actual claymation? So I looked up how long it took. It took them three years to make this movie. Mm-hmm. And it looks like they were really, they had a big team of a lot of people. Cause this was the third claymation movie that, oh my God. Tim Burton. Tim Burton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that Tim Burton made. The first one was um Christmas. Oh, um, yeah, Nightmare Nightmare Before, Before Christmas. Christmas. Mm-hmm. Then the second one was James and the Giant Peach, which mm-hmm. I had seen James and the Giant Peach. We had watched it at my house together many times. Yes. Um, and then uh, was Corpse Ride was the third one in 2005 mm-hmm. was when this came out, which I couldn't believe how long ago that was. Yeah. Um, so that was... That was kind of what I had looked into and watching some, I didn't watch like a lot of it, but there's a lot of behind the scenes making of movies about this, like Mm -hmm. clips and stuff you can watch. And I just watched part of one and it's wild. Like I really recommend, especially if you if this is something you haven't seen or something you haven't seen in a while, go watch one of those and then go back and watch this movie. Cause I stopped watching the movie, went and watched that and then went back. And the tiny little things that you notice, Mm-hmm. Like the way people look around a room,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like that is so much work to yeah. do with little clay figures. It's And so the cool. fact that they took the time to do that was mind blowing and adds so much to the way these characters feel. It's amazing.
0: Um, Like, so Ardman nowadays, typically when they make a movie now, they usually include some kind of like, you know, lots of documentation of the behind the scenes process. And actually when they came out with the box trolls, almost kind of like in promotion of the film, they made this little like side clip with two random characters who are just standing around talking to each other and the way that they filmed this one is they zoomed it out so you can see as they're moving in their own real time you can see the sped up footage of the human being moving them and making them do the animation in the scene but the conversation the two characters are having is like a philosophical thing of him being like do you ever think like what if giant creatures are moving us and we're actually moving a lot slower than we think we are? And it's like, look, I just did this little dance move. Someone had to animate that. It's
1: like super cute. That's incredible. I love that very much. It's um, very good. But yeah, I, so I had that I had that kind of in my head the whole time I was watching this. I will also say, I did not know the plot of this movie. I thought I did. I did not at all. I truly thought this was a love story between that guy and the corpse ride.
0: cute okay I was just gonna say I was like oh my god now we have to know what you thought the plot was versus what it
1: turned out to be so I like was watching the beginning and I was like oh his terrible parents are gonna make him marry someone terrible and then like you see Victoria and you're like she seems sweet and cute Mm -hmm. and then I was like I don't like that he's abandoning sweet cute girl that makes me sad and then I it took me about like all the way through him like not wanting to be married like which is quite a ways into the movie it's probably Mm -hmm. like it's only an hour and a half long movie Mm -hmm. so it's like a third or more of the way in that I went oh this is not (laughs) they do not fall he does not fall in love with a corpse in this movie (laughs) it's an
0: interesting love triangle because it's like he and Emily's relationship I think is really interesting because like she is just incredibly like trusting and kind of like Mm. hopeful and sees the best in people, even if it's not there. Like the man who wanted to marry her the first time and ended up killing her. So like, she is just like, Oh sweet. A random guy wanted to marry me at last. Hooray. I bet he's great. I bet he's got the best intentions for me and all this stuff. And until like, she finds him with another woman that she's like, okay, hang on a second. Um, But like the fact that I think he sees that sweetness and that niceness in her. And so even though he doesn't love Emily, there is that point in the movie when he's like, you know what? No, like I'm going to marry you. I can do that. Like maybe we'll fall in love. Who knows? Like kind of a thing. So.
1: I think, um, I think it's very, it's, it's cute and it's, and she is sweet. Um, And I think the, her sweetness is also seen in how much all the other undead creatures love her. Yeah. Um. Because they're all like, what do you mean you don't want to be with this woman who you thought was a twig? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you, you made promises to the air as part of a rehearsal. And that makes you the asshole here. And I think that was part of what was hard for me to get on board with was I was like, I don't know that he did do that though. Did he? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. I think it is that they're also, cause like her, they have a whole musical number where they like tell her story um, mm-hmm. So they're all clearly like, they've all been waiting for this moment. They're like, Emily's the best. Someone's going to come along and propose to Emily. I guess it has to be a living person
1: because otherwise one of us would have done it probably because we that's, all love her. Like, think <laughs> the follow up question is like, why would she want to be married to someone who was alive? Like no one, none of the undead people have a problem with that, which like, to be fair, like, let's just live in the fantasy of Corpse Bride for a second. Mm mm-hmm. How much would it matter to you, really, if you were dead or alive in
0: corpse bride rules? Um, Well, given what this world establishes, that as soon as you die, you just get to go to a place that's more colorful and lively than the land of the living. So dying doesn't seem to be a big deal. It doesn't seem to be a problem. (laughs) Yeah, just go down there and party. (laughs) But I guess the thing
1: is, is that the living people don't know that that's what's happening. Exactly. But he does. So if Mm. you were in a if I was in the situation he was, Mm -hmm. and a beautiful woman was like, hey... If you, I would love to marry you. Um, I'm very sweet and cute. Um, You just have to die. And I would be like, okay. I mean, like being alive seems like sort of like a small window of time relative to the inter- eternity mm-hmm. I would be able to have as a corpse situation. <laughs> um, And I'm not saying this is in like any, this is the fantasy world of Corpse Bride. Yes. But yes. like that seems <laughs> like an easy yes to me. Yeah, totally. That seems like a true love triangle of like sweet girl I met playing piano sweet Mm -hmm. girl I met in the woods (laughs) one of them I'm already have made some level of like vow to Mm -hmm. the other one married someone else yeah (laughs) maybe this will work out just fine (laughs) um I
0: want to rewind a little bit so I mentioned um in that one song I think this is the first musical that we've ever talked about on AirBuds. is that correct
1: no, we've talked about multiple Jane Eyre musicals. Oh, the Jane Eyre musicals. Yes, of Plus, course. Um, Would we
0: call Saint Meet Me in St. Louis a musical? Yes. Okay, never mind. So we've, we've seen done a lot order. of musicals. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. Um, but I think the music in this is one of the strongest elements of this movie. Um, I listen to like i have a spooky playlist whenever it gets to be like close to halloween time and like the whole soundtrack of this is on that playlist Mm -hmm. so i think the songs are great i love the opening song um which is um according to plan and one thing that i love so much about it apart from like doing a great job of kind of just establishing like okay here we are with these two families and they have to get married and all this other stuff i freaking love mr van dort like the van dort's victor's parents are the best (laughs) (laughs) Dad is the best thing ever because after they sing their little song they're headed over to like the fancy lord and lady's manor right across the street um to go like have this this re- rehearsal and they go inside and Victor's mom is just being like oh it's so grand so beautiful and the dad's like it's not as big as our place dear and then later as they as they're being led into the drawing room he's like hmm
1: shame about the drapes
0: <laughs> just like the this- sassy guy and I'm like
1: oh my god this guy's a blast <laughs> I loved the moms like constantly going in and out of like she's one of those people that is so indicative of a type of person in life where mm-hmm. it's like she doesn't really care what's actually fancy and good she mm-hmm. cares about the perception of fancy and good yeah and every time she breaks that and we see who she like her actual like natural personality versus like the personality she's trying to put on for these people. I was like, girl, just be you. (laughs) I mean, you're the ones with the money and the power.
0: Like these guys are going to be evicted soon. If you don't give them your son. So
1: I do think it was an interesting way they played that idea of like the perception of prestige. These people had Mm -hmm. versus the actual wealth and power that Victor's parents had Because if you didn't believe the hype, like if those people walked in and they didn't believe that these people were rich and fancy, it would have Mm -hmm. been so easy to tell that the people who lived in that house were not rich and fancy because it was just big and empty Mm -hmm. and there was nothing in there. But because they kept on the performance, people Mm -hmm. believed that that was true.
0: Oh, totally. No, it actually, that's a great observation, Lillian, because I think it's implied that they probably sold like all of their furniture so they could like have a bit of money and all that's left is that piano and like paintings of their
1: relatives. Yep. And that's yeah. it. Um, and then they have that one room furnished to be able yes. to actually meet with people.
0: Yes. Got to keep up. Um, uh, what is it? Keep up. Pre- yeah, Appearances. So the first time that Victor and Victoria meet um, his the parents have walked off into this drawing room to start discussing things and Victor sees a piano and he sits down and starts playing this pretty little song and Victoria hears it and comes downstairs to listen and meet her future husband. Um, and another one of my fun facts, which is I noticed this the last time I watched this movie. there's a close-up shot when he's playing the piano and you can see there's like an engraving on the piano itself. Um, Mm -hmm. As if it was like a Steinway, but what's written there is it says Harryhausen, and that is a tribute to a very famous claymation special effects artist who from like the time of like these kind of bigger scoped like movies kind of like a George C. Scott era when they were doing like big Roman and biblical epic stories he was the one doing the special effects of like creating these stop motion, like a human man is fighting a bunch of skeletons or like a big claymation monster, a Medusa or things like Mm -hmm. that. So he's really famous for that. And so that was a cute little nod to him
1: on the piano. That's so cool. Um, I think like the piano scene and some of the just like awkward moments between Victor and Victoria are like such good examples of what's so cool about the claymation, because like, you can see it. There's mo- there's other moments later as well, but like, that's lumps of clay mm-hmm. that I'm telling you are being awkward. Mm-hmm. Like they were able to change these pe- these facial features to make these characters seem awkward, and it makes me wonder. And you may actually know this, but like, do they like have different versions of the head in the different positions, and they like swap out the heads, or are they doing little intricate changes? To the same face to give them different faces. That's a wonderful.
0: That's a wonderful question and very observant of you, Lillian. Um, I think with this movie, it depends on the puppet, uh, which okay. I think is what you would call like each of the individual characters. Because for characters like Victor and Victoria, who have very smooth, like delicate little features those are typically these kind of like faces that they can clip on and off that have, mm. so they have got like a box just full of little faces, like for every single minute possible expression. Um, and that saves from when you're moving the clay around from getting like the fingerprints all over mm-hmm. it. Like you might see in like an old Wallace and Gromit, but then there are other characters. Like, for example, um, there's this like cook who's like a corpse down below. She, yeah. Her face to me looks more like it's a clay face. Cause like the, the, you can kind of see the lines around her like big cartoony mouth. So things that are a bit more cartoony are probably more of like a clay face that they're like moving that way, manipulating that way, versus the ones that are more of like a a click on and off different facial expressions kind of a thing. Cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. See, that's the stuff that like, I wouldn't have watched it with that level of care, like not scrutiny. That's the Mm -hmm. word I was looking for. um, If it weren't for this podcast so it was it was fun to watch with that um I did also find it funny that there's a lot of like there's the world building in this happens with what the world beneath is Mm -hmm. um but the idea of a world where it's like a young woman couldn't learn to play piano because music was too exciting (laughs) it's too passionate (laughs) far too passionate for this man to play classical piano oh yes no and then yeah
0: the mom comes in and she's like you can't be alone together (laughs) um their rehearsal is like hilarious to me i love seeing victor fumble through all of that he ends up um setting his future mother-in-law on fire and everyone's like panicking (laughs) trying to put it out and his mother is like going crazy with her hand fan and the woman's like stop fanning it like just making the fire get bigger until the evil man lord Barcus, comes in and puts it out with a splash of wine
1: i just loved that the husband kept trying to stomp on it and he never not even once stood on the actual fire
0: yes <laughs> well, he doesn't he to burn stomps his fancy little
1: shoes on the dress over and over and over again and never gets to the actual fire
0: you see, if Jane was there, I think Varcus exactly. wins the Jane
1: Award for this. She would have put it out in a second.
0: <laughs> that was
1: the first thing that I like wrote down was like, ooh, a fire, Jane Eyre.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, also like, and this is just kind of like a either like top of the episode, end of the episode commentary, more like, but um I kept thinking about how I mean, the characters' names Victor and Victoria, it's incredibly Victorian of a setting mm-hmm. and very gothic Victorian. Of this whole like you know, stories like this with like weddings that go awry and you know all of these kind of stories of warning and foreboding and things mm-hmm. like that. So, but yeah, so we kind of like I mean we don't have to like go through every single phase, but um, we're did you find his uh, proposal to Emily and her acceptance was that too creepy for you or was that
1: cool? The act like the when he proposed on purpose or when he proposed by accident. By accident, when he's practicing in the woods. When he's practicing in the woods, um, I didn't find it creepy because I knew it was like, that was very clear what was coming, right? Mm -hmm. Like it was pretty clear that he was going to go and I was, because I knew there was a corpse ride because that's the name (laughs) of the movie. (laughs) Um, So I was, the funny thing is when you watch that scene the way I did, which was expecting him To fall in love with the corpse bride. Mm -hmm. Because at that point, I still thought that's what was going (laughs) to happen. I was like, oh, why isn't he more excited? (laughs) (laughs) Look, it's his future wife. Hooray! (laughs) He should be
0: stoked about this. I I really love, especially from like a Tim Burton property, because like he obviously like lives and breathes in all things like creepy and spooky. I love that our main character is horrified when this happens to him, (laughs) because of course it would be. Like a body comes out of the earth and starts like being like, sweet, yeah, let's kiss. It's like, ah no.
1: (laughs) But it is done in a way that is very intentionally to be creepy with the like hand coming off and then her coming to get the hand. It reminded me very much of um, the way the skeletons act in Pirates of the Caribbean.
0: Yeah, totally. I like that comparison. Um, So they get, uh, he faints after she smooches him. She gives him the kiss of death. (laughs) And she, I guess like, I just imagine her like hoisting him over her shoulder and like dragging him down to the underworld. Um, But he wakes up in this like bar and we get the next song by um, a character named Bone Jangles. Um, And he gives us Emily's backstory about how she was like the prettiest girl around. And Mm -hmm. then this mysterious guy showed up and he was like handsome, but he had no money. So he's like, ooh, meet me in the woods and we're going to elope. Um, And she brought all her family jewels and stuff. And then obviously he murdered her um but she's like oh she just woke up and he was gone and so was the money and she was dead and she's like I guess I'm just gonna wait here until somebody wants to marry me for real Um, which is what you should do ladies (laughs) which
1: also begs the question
0: I know we're not supposed to look this far into it but like (laughs) does she just have like another like consciousness down below where she can hang out with people or she just like always hanging out with her arms sticking out of the ground being
1: like I want to go hang out with you guys but I gotta wait here until somebody puts a ring on my finger that is also the question because like if you, we start pulling at this thread, the whole thing's going to unravel because mm-hmm. that's what I started doing was I started going, well, then how does she know all these people if she's been waiting for this? Well, then why does everybody like her? Well, then <laughs> why wouldn't she just marry one of these people? If she wants to marry somebody so desperately, like, why would it matter if they're alive? Why does she have to marry somebody who's alive? Why would she want to marry somebody who's alive? Like, Yeah, no, totally. Um... So another fun fact: Bone Jangles. He
0: is voiced by Danny Elfman, who did the music for this. Oh, um, fun! Yeah, so he sang
1: that character part and did. We the haven't voice said that Victor is voiced by Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. Um, Emily is voiced by Helen the Bottom Carter, who is um, Tim Burton's wife. Right, wife. they're married. Yep, mm-hmm. um, I think they're still married. They might have gotten divorced. I think they're still married. We'll do a quick goog before the episode's over. Yeah. Um, and then the actress who plays Victoria, I also recognized. Hmm.
0: I can't remember her name.
1: Uh,
0: in classic Tim Burton fashion, he loves having um, his best friend and his wife play romantic leads together. Um, which. Because they're <laughs> always doing that. It's like, hey, Johnny, you want to make out with my wife in this movie?
1: <laughs> it's uh, Her name is Emily Watts, which is funny to me. Hmm. um, that Victoria was real name Emily. Uh um, yeah. but she, she's been in a ton of things that you would definitely recognize her from. Um, she was in book thief. She was in, I'm trying to find, I'm going to look and see, look at her Wikipedia page and see what, what she's been up to. Cool. Um, the, I was,
0: happily surprised to find because i've seen this movie for years obviously but i've only recently come to really love um oh now i'm trying to think of his name too the guy who voices the villain in this he plays um old man loki in the loki series um he's an amazing character actor something grant richard e grant i think is his name we're sure it's not christopher lee Nope. Christopher Lee, famous, wonderful <laughs> horror actor, Christopher Lee, big honor. Um, He
1: played the priest. Yes. Okay. I was going <laughs> to say, oh yes. Richard, Richard E. Grant. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. You did get that right. Yeah. Thank he's you. been in a ton of things.
0: Yeah. He's a huge character actor. He's a wonderful guy. Um, And so it was cool to be like, oh, Hey, I've loved this for years. And I guess I've been hearing your voice this whole time. I didn't even know.
1: Um. I can't think of something specifically that I can't see on her Wikipedia page, something specifically she's been in. She was in Kingsman. Um, She was in, she's been a voice actor and a lot of other things, but I recognize her face. Um, Our listeners, if they watch the Little Women 2017 miniseries, she played um, Marmy in that. Um, So, yeah, but she's been in a ton of things. Um, and she was great in this. I will say I really liked the character of Victoria. Although I can maybe wait until as we go through the plot and talk about the moments. Because at the beginning, she was just like sweet and sort of nothing. And that's the other thing is like, when you think she's a throwaway character. Yes, that's kind of how you see her. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's it was, we can't pull too hard at these threads. We mm-hmm. gotta uh, just keep chucking along. Um, we hear this whole story and then what was it? Oh, he wants, he tries to convince her that he's alive and she's dead and therefore their relationship isn't going to work out. She has no interest.
0: No, she's just happy and ditzy and she's like, no, this is great. It's totally fine. Look, I got you your dead dog. It's your puppy. It's like, how did
1: she know that? Like, that's the other thing with the lore (laughs) of this world where it's like,
0: what do you, how did you... So if I'm going to pop on my fan fiction hat, Mm -hmm. um, because when all the undead people go to the land above for Victor and Emily's wedding, um, Mm -hmm. they all like reunite with their like family members who still live up there and are still alive. And so it's this like reunion for a lot of them. So I think it's implied that like if you like died in that town, you would continue to reside like directly beneath it. So that Mm -hmm. community is all still there. So like Emily, ideally, I think... Would probably just be like, "Oh, so I just married this guy, Victor Van Dort." Does anybody know the Van Dorts? And they're like, "Well, we don't know the Van Dorts, but we know their dog, which is here, Scraps. <laughs> <laughs> the old he's been thing. waiting in a in the box they buried him in. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like it's just you know you just gotta
1: ask around maybe. So yeah, we'll yeah. go with that. That's cool. what happened. Piper filling in <laughs> blanks for me left and right. Um, so it's around that conversation, right, that he like realizes he can't get out of here himself Mm -hmm. and that he does in fact need to go back up to the land of the living and that the way he's going to do it is by suggesting they go meet his parents
0: Mm -hmm. yes (laughs) and she's like totally into it she's like awesome can't wait even though you just said that your mom doesn't approve of anybody but sounds great let's go do that and they have a really cute little joke where she's like sweet where are they buried and he's like Oh, and he kind of points up, she's like, oh, they're still alive. He's like, I'm afraid so. <laughs> it's very cute. Just like all the little jokes and humor in this are just delightful. Um, but to get to the land above, they go see this great character, Elder Goodnicht, who is like this cool old spooky skeleton in a tower with all these books. So he's got mm-hmm. all the knowledge. Um, and he gives them this Ukrainian haunting spell, which will then let them go up for a little bit. Uh, so just fun details like yeah. that. So essentially <laughs> I love the idea that it's just kind of like, oh yeah, if you want to go up there, you just have to become kind of like a ghost for a little bit and then you
1: can come back down. So, yeah. Um, and then they crawl, he crawls into her Victoria's window and Victoria's thrilled. Mm-hmm. Um, because in the meantime, while he's been gone, um, someone saw him with his bride and, um, And is like, "Mm." first of all, we have to talk about my favorite character, the town crier. Yes! The town crier is the best (laughs) character in this movie. (laughs) Every movie needs a town crier. It was so good.
0: He's literally shaped like the bell that he rings. So great character design. Um, The evil guy brings him in. He's like, oh, can you please repeat today's headlines? To which he screams them at the top of his lungs, ringing his bell inside this tiny little room. Um, but yeah, now he's like, oh, Victor Van Dort's seen in the arms of a mysterious woman. He and the
1: corpse, like, escape into the night. But he didn't say corpse because they don't know that yet. Um. <laughs> well, and while, while we're talking about the incredible performance by the town crier, we have to talk about my favorite moment of his that happens later, which is when they're all back up and he's st- surrounded by zombies. And the very first thing he does is ring the bell and go <laughs> the dead. Are about the dead. <laughs> like, and just starts talking about the fact that the dead are there and that's when the town starts to freak out yes like until the town crier <laughs> says it nobody's freaking out well he has to and deliver it's the so news funny. it's very good so um
0: victoria's parents are kind of like they're appalled that um Victor would do this. It's like a snub against them. So Mm -hmm. like Victor overhears them saying that if he ever comes back, like the dad's like, Oh, I'm going to strangle that boy if I ever see him again. And so he's like, Oh no, I got to sneak up and see Victoria instead of talk to her angy parents. Um, But then when he sees her and all this other stuff, he's like, Oh yeah, I was nervous to get married this morning, but now I can't wait for our wedding. It's going to be the best. Can't come soon enough. And then in comes a corpse crawling through the window (laughs) to get her husband. And this is our main Jane Eyre moment of the two women meeting um he's already married the meme that i made that we shared previously which we will share again is there's the line in this is after she drags him back to the underworld um they're having this kind of fight and she's like i can't believe you lied to me just to get back to that other woman and he's like don't you understand you're the other woman no you're married to me she's the other woman and she's bertha and it's
1: rochester and it's all
0: of that oh my god
1: i didn't even put together that obvious connection that she's yeah because the the other thing is shortly after that um victoria starts going around telling everyone the truth and she gets locked up in her room so i was thinking of her as bertha everybody's bertha everybody's (laughs) bertha which the other thing too one of the things that i found is i think probably Uh, Maybe a third of the time that I see a Jane Eyre reference. It's definitely me. Mm -hmm. Um, But most of the time, like, there's no way Tim Burton doesn't like the Brontes. Oh, yes. Like, he reads Bronte books. He's read them. He loves them. Tim Burton's a Bronte fan, probably. I was actually thinking to myself, I'm like, I could totally see him doing
0: an adaptation of Jane Eyre or Wuthering Heights. I
1: think he would probably do Wuthering Heights because that's more
0: crazy and psycho and
1: that's more his style, Which, I think. And to be totally honest, I have zero to negative interest of seeing a Tim Burton adaptation of Wuthering Heights.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that would be a lot. It would be Johnny Depp plays everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: a one-man johnny show depp, johnny depp and they're a little too old for it now but johnny depp and it's um, it's as we think about this it's actually a miracle that movie doesn't exist I know, johnny right? depp as as heathcliff Ellen <laughs> Barton carter as kathy mm-hmm. there's no way they didn't pitch it at some point someone oh, yeah. pitched that movie i think so definitely <laughs> um after their fight, we get uh,
0: one of the best songs in the movie, which is Tears to Shed, where Emily laments um, never being good enough and nobody wanting her. Yeah. And her cute little friends, um, the worm, who she refers to as a maggot when we first see him, which he's not. He's a worm. Which I
1: also have to say, mm-hmm. I, I know this is like not a unique hot take, but maggots really gross me out. Oh, it's like, really like this. I have like a physical visceral reaction to the idea of it. Mm-hmm. And every time she said maggot, I was like, Ugh! and then I'm yeah. like, that's a worm. Can't you just call him that? He's a worm. Yeah. He's like a little bookworm. I like his little teethers. I like that they gave him little human teethers. <laughs> his little buck teeth. That's really cute. I'm glad you liked that. <laughs> um,
0: and her other buddy is this uh, black widow spider. Mm-hmm. Um, and they sing this cute little song to try to cheer her up. And she, they're all like, oh, you're so much better than that other person. Uh, one of my favorite lines is when he's like, the sole redeeming feature of that little creature is that she's alive. <laughs> and she comes back and she's like, everybody knows that's just a temporary state, which is cleared very quickly when we meet our fate. And it's just good. It's just fun rhymes, fun songs and good stuff. Victoria Sneaks off in the night. She escapes in her mm-hmm. cloak or made of a uh, quilt that she's been sewing. Goes to see the priest. Because she's like, you're the only one who knows what happens to people after they're mm-hmm. dead. Like, can the marry, Can the living marry the dead? I saw Victor and he's married to a corpse. And he's like, I'm going to help you out, sweet girl. And then, like, rats on her drags her back to her parents.
1: Which is the funniest way that could have gone. Because I was ready for it to, like, have some more plot here Mm -hmm. have something happen maybe he has some connection to the dead and instead he's just like this girl's nuts yeah she's cuckoo banana pants you gotta (laughs) lock her (laughs) away
0: There is, I guess you could say like some subtle, like, you know, critique of the church here because he doesn't know.
1: Not so subtle critique of the church here. Yeah. This this movie's critiques of church, not subtle. No,
0: (laughs) he clearly doesn't know what happens to people when they die. So he's just as like startled and scared as everyone else when the dead are walking around and having a great time.
1: My favorite moment of his um, was, is again later when the dead um, are, have joined the living and they're going to the church and he like, is chanting to get them to go away and they all stop for a second and then they just kind of go excuse us like we gotta get through here my god yeah they just like ignore <laughs> yeah. him and like go into the church because they could not care less about him again well, he's like not a subtle critique of the church
0: it's so good he's like screaming at them he's like go back to hell from whence you came and one dude's like quiet down we're in a church <laughs> it's really cute <laughs> it was funny Um, so the way that Victor finds out that Victoria is getting married to somebody else is because his stagecoach driver that works for his parents, who has been smoking a pipe and coughing his lungs out the whole movie, um, Mm -hmm. finally gets lung cancer and dies. So he shows up down below. And every time somebody arrives, they have this cute little new arrival party to welcome them, which Mm -hmm. how cute, like, Um, so that's where he finds out that Victoria is potentially moving on. um, And he's really sad for a bit. And, you know, Emily keeps lamenting and talking with her friends. And then the worm and Elder Goodnick show up with this, like, Book of the Dead. And they they found kind of, like, a, a problem. They're like, oh, your marriage actually isn't official because it's until death do you part and death has already parted you. So,
1: actually, he's probably free to leave. And she's like, that oh, was, no. That was the best loophole. <laughs> like." There's what I loved uh, what I love about this movie is both the the balance of like this is ridiculous mm-hmm. don't pull at these threads why would you like the premise <laughs> is ridiculous the whole thing we're doing is ridiculous mm-hmm. but then they have these very specific rules like he said the right words at the right time and put the ring on her finger so they are not married um and then they're like oh my god I just realized the one problem with this the one problem with the situation <laughs> that's happening right now You are already dead and therefore death has parted you. And I'm like, that's the one problem? Yeah.
0: (laughs) So the worm is all excited because he's like, oh, we have to kill Victor and then you guys can get married. (laughs) And she's like, I can't ask him to do that. Like, I guess I'm going to be alone forever. But he's overhearing and he's like decided. He's like, no, this is a sweet lady. And I guess the woman I loved has moved on. So I can do this nice thing for her. So he's like, no, I'll do it. I'll drink some poison and be with you. So
1: where I was expecting a dramatic Jane Eyre wedding interruption mm -hmm. before Victoria's wedding. Yeah. And then instead we get it for Victor's wedding and I'm like, Mm -hmm. but hold on, baby, you are married honey bun. Yes. Um, You actually did get married. Uh, And I was glad they wrapped that up quick. (laughs) They did. Um, Yeah. We see up above. um, uh, Trying to think
0: of his name, Lord Barkus. He cons the parents into believing that he has money that he can give
1: uh, them if he
0: marries the daughter, which in reality, he's a fortune hunter.
1: Um, he implies that he's very wealthy and <laughs> I don't think he straight up and down lies. I think he, what he says is like, I can give her a good, like, well, like fancy pants life.
0: Yeah. He's like, if I had a daughter, do- if I had a wife like Victoria, I would like shower her in riches befitting yeah. royalty is what he says. Yeah. Um. So they're all like, hmm, you want to marry this babe? So they have a sad little wedding. Um, there's nobody on his side of the aisle, it's just completely empty, because it's just this random dude who wandered into town. And they have this whole joke throughout the thing where every time, like, well, when he first shows up, they're like, Is he from your side of the family? And they're like, I can't remember. And then later when the dead people come and like crash the uh reception, they're like, she's like, Who are these people? They must be from your side of the family. <laughs> and it's just very good. Another amazing song is um, the wedding song that they sing, which I absolutely adore. I definitely listened to that, like, before my wedding day. (laughs) Cute! (laughs) I'm a big nerd, and I think that song is really cute and fun. Um, And in my headcanon, I like to imagine that Sam and the groomsmen were all doing the cute little, like, guy part where they're like, you know... One thing we can surely say is people stand aside.
1: <laughs> I like, get all
0: excited to like announce the bride coming in and I'm like, "Cute. They totally did that." <laughs> if only.
1: We should have done that at your wedding. Why didn't we? I don't know. Not enough uh, creepy <laughs> hot topic nerds in our friend group well, to make that work. We had if if it had been 10 years earlier, um we would have been had lock on creepy hot topic nerds. Oh yeah. Um, For sure. I never, I was more of a Claire's girly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yet our friendship was still amazing and strong. (laughs) This is the true Romeo and Juliet of our age.
0: It is. Yeah. Um, (laughs) They're going to go through uh, their wedding at the church and um, uh, Marcus has run off and hid somewhere. And Emily comes out and sees all the dead people hanging out with the alive people which they're all afraid for a little bit until a child recognizes his dead grandfather. And then mm-hmm. everyone's just like, what's up, buddy, pal, friend, everybody's reconnecting. Mm-hmm. And the cutest one is like the Rhett Butler skeleton who like uh, dips his like old wife. who's like, that this cute was, old
1: granny. <laughs> that was the funny. Cause they do lead into a moment of like, is this going to be like dark and upsetting? And I'm like, I don't think so. Um, and and the, the old lady with her walker, like, beating off all the dead. And then um, the, her husband comes up and he's like, it's me. And she's like, it's not. And he goes, <laughs> like, he's like, no, it is. It's so cute.
0: Um, but they're going to do the ceremony. And then. quick,
1: Sorry, quick side note question mm-hmm. that I think is really important that I've never thought about before, but we should probably um, talk about. Yeah. Um, so obviously you should do this with your husband also. But if. I was undead and was coming to prove that to you, but I was a Skellington. Mm -hmm. Um, So you had no way of knowing that from just like looking at my little Skellington face. What (laughs) would be the fastest way for me to tell you that I'm in fact Lillian?
0: Oh my gosh. Um, Make reference to that like chain of inside jokes that you and I came up with that we used to try and audition to be TPT kids.
1: (laughs) <laughs> we, I we don't remember it all now. Um I remember like snowdrift. Mm-hmm. Um and I remember Hugh, because Hugh Jackman was falling off a horse.
0: Yes. <laughs> this is something that we should not elaborate on because it would be too cringy for anybody. But it's that's very how.
1: weird. Um, we were really dramatic
0: children. <laughs> but I think that would be the best way. If I was looking at a skeleton and the skeleton says I'm Lillian, and I'd be like, prove it. That would probably be the way. I would
1: probably it. be like I don't remember that. We talked about the fact that we don't remember that.
0: <laughs> and i am <be> like, correct. And <laughs> <passed>. Skeleton Lillian. <laughs> um but yeah it's emily has the chance to um he's full-on ready to drink poison and marry her and all this stuff but when she Mm -hmm. sees victoria over his shoulder she stops him from drinking the poison and she's like nope i once had like my wedding day taken from me and i'm about to do that to somebody else and i actually think it's a really sweet line that she says to him when she's like i love you victor but you are not mine and it's really cute and then Victoria comes up and it's like, oh, these guys get to be together until Lord Barkus, AKA Jay Leno shows up. That is who he looks like. The day. <laughs> Jay Leno is the
1: one who does the uh, Dick Mason move. Of course. Yes. <laughs> um, so he ruins the day. And then all the Skellington people are really mad, but they're not allowed to mess with the living. Mm-hmm. Um again a rule that makes a ton of sense don't pull on any of the threads (laughs) um and then he while giving a dramatic speech about how cool and amazing he is picks up a glass of wine um Chekhov's wine as it's known I believe um Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um drinks the whole thing and then immediately dies and turns around and they're like oh good so we can beat you up now yes (laughs)
0: and then they do a creepy take on the new arrival celebration which
1: I love that him dying wasn't the part that was sad that was like him getting his comeuppance wasn't Mm -hmm. his death him getting his comeuppance was being beaten up after he died (laughs) yeah presumably for eternity (laughs) (laughs) they'll just be like oh who's on shift
0: to beat up Barkus today it's like oh it's me I get to do it sweet
1: incredible
0: Um, yeah. And then it's kind of a happily ever after. Um, did you have a favorite song
1: from this movie? Um, I liked, I don't know that I had a favorite song necessarily, but I really liked what the one they were singing when the, they were like coming up to Mm -hmm. earth. I think that was probably the wedding song. Um, it was very, uh, jazzy in a way that I enjoyed. Super fun. This is
0: a movie um, that is chock full of all kinds of also like visual Easter eggs and nods, different things. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a scene when they're singing remains of the day and bone jangles. They have kind of like the skeleton like interlude. And at one point, like Victor is like surrounded by two skeletons and they wrap their arms around him. And that's like a symbol, like a piece of like art that everyone studies in like art history of like this, like kind of skeleton, like death motif Um, that's present. There's all kinds of other stuff, but. It's a fun movie to kind of look through and be like, oh, that's this and that's that.
1: Yeah, I definitely did get the impression while I was watching it that there was like a million things that I was missing. Um, And while I don't think I'm going to watch it over and over again, I can see how if that's your particular cup of tea, you could.
0: A couple other lines that I feel like are worth pointing out is at the beginning of it, um, when her parents come in to be like, okay, you have to like be ready because these guys are coming over. Um, Like, because she wants to, she's like, hoping that she likes her husband a little bit and her mom is like do you think your father and I like each other and she's like surely you must a little and they look at each other and they're like of course not (laughs) like the idea of liking each other is so gross right they're like no we do our duty we like got married gave birth to you and now you have to do your job for us like that's what we are here for incredible Um, there's lots of puns, like literally right after that, the mom says that marriage is a partnership, a little tit for tat, which I is definitely just like her being like, yeah, you know, we bone and I get other stuff, I guess, who knows. So. <laughs> but yeah. yeah,
1: it's great. All in all, good, good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, do we want to, do you have more things or do we want to go into our
0: rating? I feel like I've said everything I need to say. That was one thing okay. I was thinking about as I was watching this is I'm like, it's honestly almost harder for me to do commentaries on movies that I've seen a thousand times for many years, because I feel like I've gotten into such like a pattern when I watch the films, that mm. I think the same things to myself oftentimes, if I'm not saying them out loud, as I'm inclined to do. <laughs> um, so I'm like, boy, I feel like all my takes are old. Cause I've just, You know, there are always things that I think about in my head. So it's interesting to talk about it with somebody new.
1: Interesting. I'm glad I can be that person for you. And I'm glad that our listeners picked this because it is one of those, like, it's one of the few classic Halloween movies that I haven't seen and yet isn't too scary for me. Nice. That's a fine one. It's a very small list. I think Mm -hmm. we found all four of them. (laughs)
0: yeah Van Helsing is one of my all-time favorites um that was like peak I'm obsessed with you Jackman phase um it also just has like the best like on-screen portrayals of like classic like horror monsters which I love Mm -hmm. they fully lean into like the monster side of like a Dracula and a werewolf it's not like oh I'm a human with pointy teeth it's like no (laughs) I transform into a like demonic beast it's like really cool (laughs) so I love all that stuff of that movie um Dracula Untold is not a good film but it would have been <laughs> like it's a bad movie in my opinion but it would have been really funny to watch it and roast it um okay
1: that's so funny because that got uh, by far the least number of votes like yeah Van Helsing was definitely second the people who like voted for Book of Life like it just seemed like it wasn't as well known mm-hmm. um the Van Helsing, like, there were people who commented, like, why they wanted our takes on Van Helsing, mm-hmm. which, fun. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, people did not care for Dracula Untold. I'd never heard of Dracula Untold before, but I also don't pay attention to that stuff. So the fact that it's a bad movie that you were trying to get me to watch, hilarious.
0: <laughs> well, I feel like it would have, I don't think it would be too scary for you, because it's mostly just, like, a kind of, like, gothic romance action fantasy. Um. yeah. It's they were trying to Universal Studios hilariously was trying to launch their own kind of like Marvel Cinematic Universe, but it would have been like monster cinematic universe. So they were like, they had it with the mummy that movie with um, Tom Cruise that was all gonna come together to essentially be like the Avengers of Monsters. (laughs)
1: Which I obviously so cool. failed for many uh, very rev- obvious reasons. I feel like when you look at Marvel now, it's so obviously a success mm-hmm. that people forget how unlikely and difficult making Marvel a success was. Yes. And yeah. then they do big mistakes. Yes, exactly.
0: Um, but Book let's- of Life. Oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. Last comment on the other option, just because like, it's so freaking cute. If you love um, like, animated films and things that are around kind of the spooky season. This isn't, I don't feel like this is a very spooky thing. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's day of the dead stuff, which like this one really focuses on like the celebration, the memory of somebody's life and their legacy. And like the underworld, just like here is like this big party. That's so alive. The Mm -hmm. world above is not quite as interesting, Um, but the character design is phenomenal. It has such an emotional story that like makes me cry every time it has like the big, like kind of climax of the story. Um, Cute. so you guys should check that one out too,
1: if you like animation. Yeah. Okay. But we do have to rate Corpse Bride. So yes, we do. what are you going to rate it, Peak Levy?
0: Um, I'm going to give this movie a 8.5 Black Widow Spiders.
1: Nice. Yeah. Um, I am going to give this movie a, um, 7 out of 10, um, worm (laughs) teefers yeah we both chose the cute little animal side characters (laughs) yes um and i did i will say the seven is absolutely because i enjoyed this conversation Mm -hmm. um i don't and it's also because the art is really good yeah um as a as a plot character movie not my favorite and i'm a plot character girl for sure No worries. But it was fun to watch. It was fun to talk to you about, and I'm glad you guys uh, voted for it. Yay! So, as you guys go out and start pursuing your own spooky
0: activities, whether you're rereading Jane Eyre, but by candlelight, and with a spooky soundtrack in the background, or if you're checking out other spooky movies like bad uh, vampire films, whatever floats your boat, we want to hear about it. Uh, Let us know what you're watching this spooky season. Um, We are at Earbuds on all the social media, and you can send us emails,
1: airbuds at gmail.com. And next week we're going to be back with Jane Eyre because our palettes are thoroughly cleansed.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and we're going back to the oldest adaptation that I have been able to find. Um, and you might be like, but Lillian, you couldn't find the silent films, and you think the film doesn't exist anymore. You're right, I said adaptation, not film. We mm-hmm. are going to be reading in 1856 play that we have the a scanned copy of um it's i've i've read it just enough to make sure that it's real and to make sure that it's not like insanely long Mm -hmm. um if anybody knows anything about this and knows that the date i have is wrong please let me know it's from archives like where i found this version is from like an old archive so i do think it's legitimately um from 1856 uh, I also will say it. it is quite short mm. to have adapted all of Jane Eyre. <laughs> so I do think they tried to cover all of the plot. I don't think it was... I was worried that we only had like the first couple scenes or something. Mm-hmm. They do seem to be trying to cover the whole plot. So um, it'll be an interesting episode, guys. Lillian, well, I just had an idea and you could totally veto this.
0: But the way that you like set that up, you said that we were going to be reading this play... So we, the plan is to like read the play separately and then come and talk about it. But now I kind of feel like we have to pick at least one scene and then you can be, we'll choose who's going to be Rochester, who's going to be Jane, and we'll do a
1: live reading for you guys. Okay. Um, we'll, yeah, we'll figure it out together. Um, (laughs) I believe in us. Um, we live is a really strong word. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, we'll, we'll potentially read parts of this play to you guys. Um, Although reading the whole thing would take many days and I don't want to do that. Not days, just for me specifically. Just Um, a section. A little sample for you guys, little um, Airbuds radio hour. But (laughs) otherwise we've already, for those of you who stick around this long, you seem to care about these things. We already told our patrons, but we are moving away from Patreon, um, which is sad news. For the fact that m- managing a Patreon is a lot of work so we're just not going to do that any- work anymore but good news if you love our content because it's going to be showing up the stuff we've previously kept behind a paywall we're now just going to give to you guys for free Yeah. so we've already got some things up on our YouTube channel that you can go check out um, otherwise more things to come probably on our website Awesome. so go check that out that's um, airbuds.com
0: is it slash Weebly?
1: Nope Airbus.com will get you there. Technically, the, it, it's a redirect, so it'll take you to something with Weebly in it. that's But nice. well, that's us. That's us. So, yeah,
0: join us next time. Um, enjoy your spooky atmospheres and whatever you're reading and watching. And happy Jane Eyre reading and watching. Bye. Bye, guys.